20th of September, 1689. My dearest Chiara, I departed from our home this morning. You were not there to see me off. It would not have been proper, considering our statuses. We wished each other well last night in any case. Today I write to you from a small roadside hostel in the nightgown I surreptitiously hid in the depths of my bags. There are very few people around, perhaps just myself, the barkeep, and the horseman, to witness this quiet evening. The journey has been long, as we hardly stop to eat or exchange drivers. The lunch you had prepared for me and wrapped in leaves yesterday was excellent, and was enough to last me the majority of the day, resulting in me only needing a small supper when we arrived at the hostel an hour ago. As not very much happened today, I will spare you a long letter, and simply bid you a good night, sending a kiss from afar. Tomorrow I will be further still, but every time I look in my pocket watch and see the photo there, I will remember our hearts will be connected no matter our distance. Twenty-first of September, sixteen eighty-nine. My darling, earlier today we alighted at the family residence in Versailles. It was somewhat strange to see the sign at the front of the house. It was written in French, of course, rendering me unable to read it. However, some small part of me, long disused, still knew what it meant. I am quite fortunate that I have travelled and stayed here before, as it means I am not quite so hopeless with the language as I would otherwise be though perhaps not so pleased when I've entered to my room, only to discover pairs of my old sleeping drawers in the wardrobe. I am also glad of the foresight to have had hired help visit this residence before my arrival, as it would have been frightfully dusty otherwise. You would have been aghast had you been there to see that. Thankfully, it was not so, and I was spared of having to take on the job of tidying myself. There is some confusion about the notion of me doing any tidying. Is it only the work of servants? Is it women's work? Which, in that case, I should really be encouraged to do it as well. Or would that be too much of a shock to society with my appearance? Much to ponder on this topic, indeed. The drivers will rest here tonight in the spare rooms and then set forth back to Venice in the morning. I myself will not go anywhere else tonight, as the barkeeper very generously packed up a dinner for us to eat when we arrived, with very little extra charge. We ate downstairs in the dining hall before heading to our rooms to rest our weary bones, and, for myself, to unpack. I have already retired to my room for the evening, however, I am wary of changing my clothing, as I do not wish for the drivers to request anything of me, or inquire about anything when I am in my nightgown. 
I fear it will cause questions that I simply do not wish to think about, not to mention trouble with everyone back home. You are the only one that knows, my love. The only one that can know. I don't trust anyone else nearly enough. That being said, I do hope they do not disturb me, for I am quite frankly rather exhausted. Thankfully, my first scheduled activity is tomorrow evening. A dinner at a seemingly renowned restaurant, recommended by one of father's friends. So I have time to myself after the drivers head back in the morning. I will treasure that time, but it would be better spent with you. Twenty-sixth of September, 1689. Beloved, you would not believe how strange it feels to wander a country that you have not visited in such a long time and still find that your brain withholds some semblance of mastery over its language. Today, after a meager breakfast of cheese upon bread, I thankfully discovered a midday market and was able to navigate purchasing both groceries and souvenirs with overall success. The only thing I failed to purchase was flour, as the stall attendant had none on his shelf and I had forgotten the word in French. I must confess, keeping track over one's supplies is not the easiest task, even when one is living alone. Another thing that would be made easier if you were here with me to help, but I digress. But oh, I found the dearest knickknacks for sale by this older gentleman who had some amount of knowledge of our own Italian language. This certainly helped our communication process, although it it did become somewhat odd what, with the two of us constantly using vocabulary that the other did not know and then having to explain in reverse using our limited knowledge of their language. I found a particular trinket which I think you would love. I shan't tell you what it is for fear of spoiling the surprise. And when I showed it to the gentleman, he asked if it was for anyone. I hesitated before realizing I had nothing to worry about and said it was for my lover back home. Dressed as I was at the time, it wouldn't raise any alarm. He did ask whether or not we are married. And when I said no, he did ask why, but he mercifully retracted his question with a pat in my hand and a reassurance that I am still young after all. I am 39. If our statuses were the same, we surely would have been married at least 15 years ago, if not earlier still. I did, however, chance upon a shop yesterday selling jewellery and found a pair of matching rings as well as a pair of unadorned chains. When I return, we must fashion ourselves a pair of necklaces with two rings upon each, these new ones as well as our original promise rings from eons ago, when I had just bared my soul to you and you had embraced me wholly. These rings are silver and decorated with the signs of our constellations. Your ring shall bear my constellation and my ring shall bear yours. In this way, even the stars shall know our lives are intertwined forever.
2nd October 1689. Kira Zanetti. Or would you rather keep your own surname? I think it would be rather interesting to take the surname of another, and in particular yours. But I suppose that it doesn't particularly matter what our names are, so long as we stay the same. And so long as we are together. Today I had nothing scheduled whatsoever, so I decided to take this opportunity to finally walk to the Versailles Palace. I did not take an especially direct route there, hoping to see more sights of the city while I was out. I managed to find a small lunch market where I bought myself a meal to have on my journey, having neglected to pick one up before leaving my residence. You most definitely would have seen to that and chastised me for my forgetfulness while you were at it. It was around midday when I reached the palace. I dared not enter, as I would feel even more out of place among the noble people of France than I do among the general public, despite my own status in Venice. I merely stood nearby and pondered while I watched the noblemen bustle in and out of the gates. Did you know, my love, that in order to be seen by the king at all, the noblemen simply must live in the palace? It is a grand building with many rooms to house all the courtsmen and more, surely purpose-built. I have heard that if a noble person were not to be in Versailles, living under the direct watch of the king, that he would be invisible. He would garner no favours, and his position would simply be an empty title. At the same time, I don't think I could bear to be a resident of the city under the looming eyes of King Louis XIV, even while I slept. I don't think you would enjoy it much either. However, if we were to live here, our statuses would be identical as we would both be foreigners, and there is no distinction in status between foreigners. Imagine that. Nobody would have to know that you are my housemaid, and I was the master, mistress, of the house. We might even be able to get married. We may have to talk about this and think it over. It certainly is an intriguing and exciting thought. In this reality that we live in, however, I must be content with our stolen moments in the dark. Our unspoken love conveyed through a mere smile in each other's direction. I would not give up these moments for anything. Ninth October, 1689. To the one whom my heart belongs to. My thoughts have very much been with you this day. It is only a week until I return to your arms, but oh, a whole week perish the thought. Picture me saying this, back of my hand flung dramatically over my forehead as any noble maiden would. It did not help that both of the main happenings of this day were things that I think you would enjoy, which made your absence sting even more. But if I cannot have you with me yet, at least I can describe what happened, so I can pretend that we are together at this very moment. Today, my only scheduled event was to attend a performance of the opera Armide in the evening, so I decided to spend my time walking the streets in yet another new direction. I have grown quite familiar with the local area around my residence, which is why I packed myself an afternoon meal to eat when I reached a suitably charming location. And oh, the location I found! I would later learn that the name of this place is the Avenue de Paris, 
However, at the time, I only knew it as a simply gorgeous stretch of trees along a gravel road, blue sky above and lush grass underfoot. I saw a handful of other couples walking or taking rests underneath the trees and convenient benches, and I decided to join them and eat my lunch. With the light background noise of other couples chatter in the background, as well as the soothing sounds of wind rushing through the leaves above me, I gazed up into the canopy and thought of you. What else could I do in a place such as this? I spent the better part of the afternoon there before heading back in the direction of the theatre that I would be visiting that night. Reaching the theatre an hour or so in advance, I spent that time reading a brochure detailing the personalities of each character in this play. Coming to the conclusion that you would most likely be quite fond of the titular character. This suspicion was only confirmed when the play began. Moreover, I do not believe you would have enjoyed this opera as a whole, for it is not nicknamed the Ladies' Opera without reason. My thoughts as I returned home were a swirling whirlwind of today's events, causing me to feel quite tired. As I retired upstairs to have a rest, there was only one thought that I could understand and articulate. One more week till you are with me once more. 15th October 1689 From the one who will soon return to your side This is my last night here The drivers arrived earlier today to begin loading my belongings into the carriage in preparation for tomorrow as we set off quite early in order to make the most of the day We hope to reach the same town that we did on the way to Versailles before nightfall The days are shortening though so we may have to push our pace somewhat if we are to hold true to this plan I do hope we can make it I do not want to spend a single moment longer away from you, not when we have been apart for the very much greater part of a month. I can imagine my own mouth will be quite dry by now, having read the contents of all these letters to you. Did you enjoy the souvenirs? I suppose I can ask you that directly, as we will be sitting side by side in my bedroom late at night, candles lighting the room and filling it with a soft glow. I will pack these letters into my belongings most carefully, as so not to crumple a single one, for they will be gifted to you, so that you can keep hold of my memories of this trip. I will not need them any longer, so long as I have you. And I swear to you, the next time I venture anywhere, it will be with you at my side. Yours forever, Valencia Zanetti. Trendologies is a trends anthology podcast distributed by the Listless Network and produced by Alex Abrahams and Zoe Davis. A Month Apart was written and directed by Lee Grayson, with audio editing by Jordan Hendrickson and music composed by Lee Grayson. In today's episode, you heard the voice of Nigel McKeon as Valencia. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune in tomorrow for another delightfully trans story. But until then, remember, no matter what gender you are, make sure to keep your house clean. Howdy, Zoe here, one of the producers for Tranthologies. Just wanted to pop in and let you know that our crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo is still ongoing throughout our Season 2 run. So, if you liked an episode, please consider leaving us a tip. Or not. I'm not your mom, or your dad, or your parent. Alright, bye!